Hello, I'm Dr. Ranj Singh and welcome to this brand new series, Think Which Service from NHS Shropshire, Telford and Rekin. I'll be talking with some other health professionals to get the best advice on how you can take good care of yourself and, if you need help, which is the best NHS service to use. Now, there are a range of local NHS services available, which means you don't always need to go to see a GP or go to A&E. And in this episode, we're talking about pharmacies and general practice. With me, I've got two brilliant guests. Firstly, I've got Dr. Charlotte Hart. She's a GP partner at Radbrook Green Surgery in Shrewsbury, and she's the clinical director for Shrewsbury Primary Care Network. If you don't know, Dr. Hart is also a recognisable face of general practice within the local area and is the clinical lead for one of the local major primary care reform programmes. She's also regularly appeared in both written and spoken media. Alongside Dr. Hart, we have Nigel Dugmore. He's the superintendent pharmacist at Donington Pharmacy in Telford. And he was awarded a British Empire Medal in 2021 for his efforts during the COVID-19 pandemic. The award specifically recognised the setting up of a team of volunteers who supported shielding and vulnerable patients, as well as ensuring the delivery of more than 3,000 prescriptions. Nigel is also a local councillor. Welcome to you both. How are you doing? Great, thank you. Good afternoon. Thank you both so much for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to getting stuck in and we've got so much to talk about. This is the first in a series of podcasts exploring this topic. So I am going to get stuck right in. But to start off, I know you've both had incredible careers, but I want to take you back to where it all began. Starting with you, Charlotte, what made you want to become a GP in the first place? It was being part of people's lives, if, if I'm honest. So for me, when I was when I was doing my training, when I was at medical school, and then when I became a junior doctor, there were two things that I was attracted to. One was obstetrics and gynaecology, and one was general practice. And so I thought I'd do the obstetrics and gynaecology first, give that a go and see how it went. Fairly rapidly worked out I didn't like operating, which is <laughs> kind of... Kind of a big deal, isn't it? Big thing to not like in a specialty that operates. Um, so I thought, right, okay, well, let's let, let's move over to general practice, and just found that the scope and the relationships and everything that that you get to do, it's just it, it it's like nothing else in in medicine. You know, you you you're genuinely. Um, wearing so many different hats you never know what's going to walk in your door um it's interesting it's great building those relationships with with people with families so you know there are many generations that I look after it's great it's what I call real life medicine because you get to see the ins and outs of people's lives you become a part of the family pretty much don't you and it's and you play such an essential role. There's a certain kind of person that wants to do it and a certain kind of person that can do it because it is probably, and I'd say this to all my colleagues, probably the hardest job in the NHS right now. <laughs> I sure. won't argue with that, Rach. I won't argue with that. <laughs> I'm sure there are other people that will lay claim to that as well. Now, Nigel, you've got the very cool title of superintendent pharmacist. What inspired you to take up that career? Well, mine started quite early on in life. I was about five or six and we went to uh, see a friend of my mother's whose son was doing medicine at university. And uh, they had a skeleton 
in their living room, believe it or not. <laughs> and it just fascinated me and completely inspired me. And I, I remember actually looking over the bones and thinking, well, I wonder how this works. And, oh, this is, this is clever. And uh, so all through my school life, I always wanted to do something that was medically related. But a bit like Charlotte, really, I wasn't very good with the uh, the blood and gore side of things. <laughs> so, uh, so that was why pharmacy started to uh, uh, to to attract me because obviously uh, how how medicines work uh, was far cleaner, and uh, you know you didn't use plasters or bandages or anything like that. Although, as I've found in the career, I do use a lot of plasters and bandages. <laughs> I was just going to say, your career may have evolved into somewhere that you may not have expected it to. Well, indeed it has. Indeed it has. It's quite interesting. I've got a cousin who's a pharmacist and she's slightly older than me. And when I was growing up as a kid, my career choices were actually between doctor and pharmacist. And it was my local pharmacist who was very much a member of a very tight knit member of our community who basically said to me, well, why don't you see what you can do like give it a because I thought you know I'm never going to be a doctor there's no doctors in the family I've got no concept of it and he was just like well give it a go and see what happens but he was definitely one of my inspirations growing up and, and a vital part of our community and so yeah I can absolutely see the appeal of pharmacy. It's quite interesting because obviously we try and give A-level students uh, you know people write to us and ask want have we got a Saturday job and it's amazing how many stay on and go and do pharmacy. So, <laughs> so, so we're inspired, busily inspiring the next generation. That's fantastic! Now. Not just giving health advice; you're giving life advice as well. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. What I really want to know, and I think a lot of people that are listening will want to know, is what are the best bits about your job? Starting with you, Charlotte. Feeling that I might have been able to. It, this sounds so cheesy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Feeling that I might have been able to make a positive difference for someone. And it might not be something that I've realised I've done or said, Mm. but that something I've done or said has improved things for them. And that might be, you know, that might be because I've been able to treat something that they've come to see me about. Or it might be that we've simply talked through something that they've come to see me about. Um, or it might be actually that we were talking in passing about their mother, their father, you know, whatever it is. I think it, it's that it's that range that that you have as a GP, um, and that's what that's what makes it worthwhile. Nigel, is that the same for you? Well, the best bit is when somebody comes in and we can treat them, and uh, you know, sort of. Uh, I mean, this morning I've done what, four or five urinary tract infections and you know sort of people can come in there's a chat for the pub we can issue the antibiotic <laughs> yeah and there you go um Nigel I want to know as a pharmacist what's the strangest thing that someone has come to see you about uh I once had somebody came in with a snake and which had wow yeah so, <laughs> I wasn't expecting you no, to say that. No, I know. That. <laughs> well, hey, you Me asked neither. for unusual, so I'll give you unusual. All right, we need, we need context. <laughs> they came in with a snake, and uh, I wanted to say, well, the pet shop's down the road. <laughs> uh, but the snake had got a damaged scale, and they oh. wanted something that would be safe to actually <laughs> stick the scale down so that it would then heal. Wow. And... Unbelievably, uh, and in those days there wasn't Google, I'm afraid. <laughs> so, uh, so I had to do a bit of investigating. 
in my snake scale handbook, <laughs> which I didn't have. And uh, apparently, it turns out that Friar's Balsam uh, will stick is, uh, wow. is suitable. So with a little cotton bud and a bit of Friar's Balsam, you can stick a snake scale down. I can't say that one. I've had a snake. I was going to say, there's a bit of take home for everyone listening at home. If your snake is losing its its scales, <laughs> get a bit of Friar's Balsam and a cotton bud. Yes. I really did not yes. expect you to say that. <laughs> but there's, there's something I'm not going to forget in a while. Charlotte, what's the strangest thing that someone has come to see you about? <laughs> I think it's something that, um, that probably happens to all, um, all junior doctors at some point or another when they're, when they're sort of doing their training. So when I was in the hospital system um, as, a, as a house officer, so the lowliest of, of the type of junior doctors, um, and I won't go into a great amount of detail, but suffice to say there was something somewhere where it shouldn't be. Yeah, we've all got those stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that uh, and uh, and very complex reason why it happened to be there that involved yeah. decorating a stepladder, um, <laughs> not wearing any clothes because didn't want to get paint dripped on them from the ceiling that was yeah. being painted. Um, uh, and you just go, you really think I'm, why not just, anyway, yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, we, I was just going to say, we haven't all been there though. So that's, that's probably something to clarify. Um, possibly not something you'd go to a GP or a pharmacy about, I think. Mm. No, absolutely. <laughs> I think that's definitely one that you're going to go straight to the hospital for, isn't it? Maybe that is an appropriate one for A&E. But on that, on that subject, Charlotte, why is it then that patients should choose a pharmacy if they can, rather than going to their GP? What are the actual benefits? I think plain and, plain and simply, um, it, it saves them time. Um, mm. And, you know, when you hear from Nigel, you know, that he's, he's been able to deal with a few urinary tract infections this morning, I suspect that there are an awful lot of people out there who go, really? I didn't know that. I didn't know that pharmacists can do that. There's so much that your local pharmacist can do. Um, and some will have a, a, you know, a system where you can sort of kind of go and see them and they'll sort out a time for you to maybe come back later on that day or whatever. Some will be able to see you at the time. So it, potentially it, it, it saves you so much time. Um it also makes a. It's also really beneficial to your GP practice because actually, if if they're if they're not having to deal with everything, then it it takes the pressure off them a little bit as well. So it means that actually we can see the people who who we're the only ones who can see and need to sort out. Um, and then you know if the pharmacists can can deal with the other bits, then then that's great. And you know, and we work together as well a lot of the time too. It's fantastic, isn't it? I've certainly seen that in action, and from everything from minor injuries to minor illnesses and ailments. And the best thing, you know, you you talk about saving time is that if you do need a prescription, you're there. You can get it there and then on the spot. And if you're in a big pharmacy that sells other things, you can do your weekly shop at the same time <laughs> and save a bit of money that way. I don't think people realise the extent of a pharmacist's role now and the things that they are able to help and do with. Nigel, do you think people actually understand the broad range of services that you can offer them? Not really, no. No, as uh, Charlotte's uh, alluded to, a lot of people don't realise I mean, for instance, in Pitaigo, childhood in Pitaigo, 
we treat that and we can issue antibiotics for it, you know, infected insect bites, things like that. These are things I see in A&E. Yeah, exactly. Actually, yeah. I'm so glad that you're there that I can, I can actually say to people, you know, it's so much quicker just to pop to your pharmacy next time. Yeah, that's right. And it's, it's true to say that not all pharmacies can do all the services, but it's worth going in and asking what services they actually provide. And if they can't provide it, they can either signpost you to a different pharmacy or they, uh, they, can, they can tell you where you can get uh, uh, the, the, the treatment from. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, there, there is a lot of, uh, uh, there, well, should I say, there's a lot of lack of knowledge as to, as to what we can actually do. And, uh, and obviously, we can take quite a bit of pressure off uh, not only the GPs, but also the, uh, the A&E departments. What sorts of things can people come to see you about that they may not realise? You've mentioned insect bites, you've mentioned impetigo, something I see in children's A&E a lot. We've spoken about urine infections. You can get a quick and easy treatment from your pharmacist without having to go to your GP or to A&E. Yeah, and uh, infected eczema we can treat. There's ear infections that we can treat. And obviously there's uh, emergency contraception. Very, very important because, you know, time can be very important in that. We urge anybody to, to come in and see, see what's available. There's more services that are, a lot of pharmacies are expanding their services now. So things like uh, ear irrigation or, uh, or microsuction, as they like to call it, uh, because, you know, so, uh, uh, a lot of surgeries have actually stopped doing things like uh, ear syringing, and you can get that on the high street as well. And uh, travel clinics as well. So it, as as far as uh, vaccinations goes, malaria, all sorts of things, really. Yeah, and you can get other vaccinations like your COVID vaccines and your boosters, your flu jabs as well all sorts of things like that as well and uh, let's not forget pharmacists are great at advising on weight management they can check blood pressure and heart health um i think correct me if i'm wrong here nigel some can offer sexual health services as well to an extent is that right yeah well there's uh, there's a pilot going on at the moment uh, you can get the renewal of your uh, contraceptive pill prescription at the pharmacies and uh, that's, uh, as I say, it's, it's a pilot, so it's not, ha not happening everywhere. But that service is going to be expanded across the country. That should release up quite, quite a, a lot of uh, the general practitioners' time uh, on things that are, that are quite straightforward. And, uh, and obviously, if there, if there is a problem, well, then the pharmacist can then refer to the GP. Yeah, definitely going to um, help more people and release some of that general practitioner time. As you said, Charlotte, what sort of ailments then do you regularly see coming in through your practice door that they could have gone to visit someone like Nigel at his pharmacy for? Well, on my wall in my um, in my consulting room, I've got an A3 sheet of paper that has got everything written on there that the pharmacist could help patients with. And sometimes I'll sort of kind of say, you know, look, these are all the different things that a pharmacist can help you with. So there's something like, you know, 60, 70, 80 things on that list that, that can be done. So simple stuff, hay fever. So pretty much everything now with regards to hay fever can be dealt with by your pharmacist. There is, there is no longer anything that I have that I can prescribe that you can't get over the counter from your from your pharmacist. So, you know, there used to be one antihistamine, fexafenidine, that you couldn't get 
um, over the counter, but you can you can even get that now. You can get nasal sprays, you can get eye drops, you can get all sorts of antihistamines um, from your pharmacist, and they're really knowledgeable about how to help with hay fever. So, uh, you know that sort of stuff. You genuinely you don't need to see a GP about that. As Nigel said, um, contraception. It's really exciting about the pilot for the um, oral contraceptive pill checks. I think that's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, simple things like constipation. Loads of people who are having bowel issues, whether it's constipation whether it's you know diarrhea whether it's a bit of reflux absolutely all of that you can you know there's so much that you can go to your pharmacist for from my perspective if someone comes to me and says I've been to my pharmacist and they've said I need to see you first off I'm delighted because they've been to see their pharmacist so I'm like yay the message is getting through (laughs) yeah but second of all I know that they genuinely do need to be there you know they it's it's appropriate that they're that they're with me so um it it, it's already sort of kind of you know starting out well Mm. um whereas you know when someone if someone sort of kind of walks in and at the back of my mind they're sort of kind of like oh you could have gone to a pharmacist it's just you know you're having to push that to the back of your mind the whole time and go no ignore that it's fine just deal with what's being dealt with I know it's frustrating that they could have gone somewhere else but they're here so let's sort it so actually it makes us feel a little bit happier as well if we know that they've been to the pharmacist it works better and from a patient's perspective I guess I know that they're thinking I'm I've seen two different professionals but remember you've had two professional opinions then And the diagnosis that you get at the end of it is likely to be more accurate and therefore the treatment that you get is likely to be more appropriate because, you know, people need to know that diagnosis is a game of guesswork and we have to guess and kind of, you know, often we have to guess what it might be and guess what the best treatment may be, especially if we have, aren't able to test for things. So if you've had two opinions... Yeah, it's pattern recognition, isn't it? Yes, yeah. exactly. It's pattern recognition. So if you've had two opinions from two professionals, then it's more likely that you are going to get sorted. And and it's so nice that, you know, people have got that message that actually I can go to my pharmacist first and quickly and get that bit sorted out. So as Charlotte alludes to, there are so many medicines now that used to be only prescription, on prescription only and uh, which are available uh, for us to, uh, to, to issue. And uh, like you say, with the hay fever uh, preparations, there's some excellent products around and, uh, and there's no reason for anybody to suffer unnecessarily uh, during the hay fever season now. I definitely think the time aspect is the, is the big winner here. You know, being able to see someone quickly, especially with the difficulties in accessing care right now, everybody is struggling to get help as quickly as possible and being able to just walk into your high street pharmacist and see a professional I think is a massive plus. Nigel what do you find that um, people are most surprised about that a pharmacy can do? To be able to treat minor infections with antibiotics is uh, proving to be very popular. Yeah that's the big one. (laughs) That really is the big one yeah we can give a holistic advice and people might not be aware of various different conditions can all be associated with one particular source. It's quite good to be able to to spend some time with uh, uh, with people, whereas uh, you know GP's time is very very 
very very restricted in a way because uh, you know sort of because uh, of the time slots whereas we're not quite as restricted uh, as uh, as the GPs. And picking up on your point about managing infections um, it's within very strict criteria isn't it? It's oh, not yeah. that you're yeah. just able to treat yeah. absolutely everything willy-nilly and dish out antibiotics no, no. it's very very regulated it's very strict and it's and it's you know it's overseen with quite tight regulations isn't it? It is indeed and uh, the thing is is that as the data's been put onto the computer there's red flags coming up and watch out for this watch out for that and uh, and so so really uh, although it sounds like uh, at first sight it might, it might seem like you say you know we can issue them you know come what may you know without without any restrictions there are very tight uh, restrictions on it so uh, and obviously if people don't fit the fit the strict criteria well then we have to uh, refer to the gp yeah so it's only certain kinds of specific infection it's quite interesting because um exactly. a friend of mine had a urine infection recently and she was struggling to get an appointment with her gp and i said look just go and see your pharmacist. They offer this service now. You can pop in and if it's a straightforward urine infection, you might be able to get treatment over the counter, save you so much time and hassle. And um, she was delighted. I have to admit, she was um, delighted in terms of being able to access care so quickly, but also delighted that she could get her symptoms sorted out. This is a question for both of you now. What little tips and tricks would you recommend that can help local people stay healthy this year? Starting with you, Charlotte. I think making sure that you're looking after yourself. I think, you know, one of the things that we're... um, we've let slide um, in the last few years and I will hold my hands up to this as well is um, exercise diet making sure that we're you know we're doing what we can on that front we've had a lot going on we've had a lot going on (laughs) we have indeed but you know now we can I think you know it's important that we get back to that Our, our body will will work as well as we let it um, and if we're if we're not doing the right things to enable it to work as well as as well as it can, then obviously it, it's not going to. So making sure you get that sort of stuff right, you can use sort of personal electronic devices to see whether that's going to be helpful. So you know, see what's going on with your health. Smart watches are pretty good for that, aren't they? If you've got Smart one. Smart watches are great, absolutely. So you know, looking at blood pressure and and your heart rate and all of that kind of stuff. Um, And then making sure that, you know, making sure that you've got a really good, well-stocked home medicine cabinet. I'm going to defer to Nigel's Nigel's, um, uh, sort of expertise on that front. But, you know, personally, I have a big Tupperware container that has got, you know, some key things in it that mean that, you know, if ever we, you know, if ever something happens, someone needs something, I've got what I need. And I have to say, none of that is prescription stuff. It's not stuff that I've sort of, you know, snuck home from the practice. (laughs) Um, It's all, it's all stuff that, you know, that everyone could get hold of. Yeah. So Nigel, what's your advice on people staying healthy? What would you, what should they be putting in that Tupperware box of, uh, medicines and and essentials right well first of all i'd like to endorse everything that charlotte said and uh and it's very important uh from my perspective that people if people are taking medication that they're taking it or using it correctly to to make sure that they 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 do remain as healthy as possible uh the other thing is is making sure that they're drinking plenty and keeping their fluid levels up Mm. now then coming on to the first aid kits uh well 
the uh, where do we begin? <laughs> I suppose the first thing is 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 pain relief, some form of pain relief. Paracetamol is usually uh, suitable for everybody, and uh, and particularly for children. Uh, ibuprofen, you've got to be a bit careful if they're if, if they have uh, asthma. So uh, so really, it's whether or not and chicken pox exactly exactly, and then of course uh, there's things like uh, plasters. Uh, I prefer fabric plasters because they don't dis uh, the waterproof ones. While they're very good at keeping the water out, also delay the healing of any uh, of any wounds that they're trying to be uh, they're trying to be used. So uh, you probably noticed that if you had a waterproof plaster on for a while, you take it off, all the skin's gone all soggy at, at, uh, underneath it, and of course it delays the healing. Then uh, I would uh, definitely have some. Uh, sterile uh, non-stick dressings and some micropore tape to keep it on with and uh, a burn spray very very handy i would also recommend having a thermometer to make sure that you can monitor temperature rehydration sachets uh, which are very very useful particularly for children if uh, you know sort of if they're having uh, uh, problems going to the well, going too too frequently to the loo, di diarrhea, that type of thing. Uh, I would suggest uh, antihistamine cream of some description for for bites. Insect repellent if you're particularly attracted to uh, to flying insects, which some people are. And that's a really good point, I think, actually, Nigel, because I think it, you know in the UK we tend we tend to sort of kind of go, oh, we only need insect repellent if we're going abroad. But actually, you know, we, sh we should be using insect repellent and it's better to not get the bite in the first place. You know, and particularly things like horseflies, you know, we, we all know that actually horsefly bites, their horseflies are mucky, mucky insects. And, um, and that's why you will pretty much always get an infection from it. So just prevent it in the first place. Give yourself a good covering of insect repellent if you're going to be out um, uh, outside, particularly as it's getting lighter in the evenings, people are going to be doing more gardening all of that kind of stuff just coat yourself in the stuff it'll prevention is better than cure i've got a little mnemonic that i have for the emergency box uh soap with two p's so the s stands for sun cream and sunblock the o stands for oral rehydration sachets um and and generic ones are just as good as branded ones a is for anti-allergy p is for painkillers pain and fever medication and the other p is for plasters and bandages that's your essentials there and remember to have enough stock of your regular medication as well that's really good and that's something obviously that your pharmacist can help you out with right so as a final question to you both and i guess this kind of sums up the the gist of these podcasts and the whole goal of them why is it important that people choose the right service every time starting with you charlotte i think it's so that we can make sure that they're getting the treatment that they need and i get that it's really confusing for people nowadays because more and more people are coming into the mix to treat them so obviously we've got our community pharmacist in nigel you've got your gp you've got your practice nurse but then there are other people who you'll hear about so your first contact practitioner physio who your gp surgery might say oh you've got back pain i'm going to send you through to see your first contact practitioner physio because they're a musculoskeletal expert. If you're phoning up because you've got queries about your prescribed medication and Nigel hasn't been able to help, then a clinical pharmacist at the practice might. We have social prescribers who can help you if you're 
wondering a little bit about what to do you're struggling a bit with your mood you're not fully depressed but you'd like to get out there a little bit more they can help support you with that we've got health and well-being coaches who can improve your general fitness and get you access to exercise we've got physicians associates and urgent care paramedics who are going to be helping um, with the acute stuff on the day so when your gp surgery says to you actually I don't want you to see the GP today. I don't want you to see Dr. Hart. I want you to see this person instead. It's because that person is the right person for you. You know, we've got mental health practitioners, so many different people working with us. And they're really brilliant at what they do, you know. And community pharmacy is sort of kind of, I would say, it's often, general practice is often viewed as sort of kind of the first step in, in healthcare, I would argue actually it's community pharmacy. They're the first step when you need to seek some help. They're who you go to first. Um, you know, so Nigel, Nigel is the ultimate of gatekeepers. <laughs> <laughs> A very thorough rundown there. Nigel, have you got anything to add to that as well? Well, yeah, well, I, I would heartily endorse that. Come and see us first. And then if we can't help, we can then direct you to who can. The main thing is, is getting the right treatment at the right time, because obviously if people don't... In the right place. Yeah, and if people don't initiate the, any treatment that they require, well, then obviously that makes it more difficult when it is picked up. So that's the key thing. People shouldn't be afraid to come and consult uh, with the pharmacist and then we can point out, you know, sort of, well, you need to watch out for this. You need to watch out for that. My parting shot usually is if you're not happy, come back and we'll have a look at it again or we'll come and we'll, we'll have a chat about it again in a couple of days yeah. time. Yeah, really important point there. And as you say, in a, in a pressurised system where we are all trying to do our best by everyone, it is still about getting the right care in the right place at the right time. And that's what we are all about. Thank you both so much for your insights and your information. There's stuff there that even I didn't know. So I've learned something and I hope that <laughs> everybody else that's been listening has as well. I'm sure they have. Um, if anything, it's about the uh, the stuff for the snake scales. Was it again, Nigel? Try as balsam. <laughs> that's it. I'm taking that one to Amy with me next time. <laughs> <laughs> so huge thanks to my guest today, Dr. Charlotte Hart and Nigel Dugmore. You've been listening to Think Which Service from NHS Shropshire, Telford and Rekin. And you can find out more by visiting thinkwhichservice.co.uk. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Hold up. 